Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart as we take a deep breath in and relax out with a sound. To gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. It is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today. Wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. And it brings me great joy and delight to introduce our guest today, James Beard. James has been actively exploring the breath most of his life. In 1992, he was introduced to breath work which has led him deeper into the world of healing, yoga, and massage. In 2011, he wrote 13 Breaths to Freedom, an introduction to breath work. Over the years, his intention has not only been to help others heal, but to guide and empower people to heal themselves. His practice of breath work has evolved with the gifts and inspiration of several influential master teachers, building a strong foundation of experience. James integrates the natural organic movements of the body with the breath in his workshops to support clients, students, so that may gain a greater understanding of the deeper levels of the self. He has taught meditation classes and has studied many different healing systems, including Reiki, healing touch, massage, and watsu. He is certified in yoga, qigong, and bioenergy healing, and is a licensed massage therapist and holistic health practitioner. James can be contacted on Facebook at breathworker at facebook.com and 13 Breast to freedom at facebook.com and www.james-beard.com. And if there is ever a time, James, that we need to ground and just to be one with our conscious breath and to be one in spirit and to be inspired from that place, that place is now. So I'm so it gives me much delight and um, to just introduce you as our guest to Sounds of the Heart to our global community and our family today. So welcome. 
Thank you, Sandy, and thank you, Voice America. So can you share what it was that first drew your attention to breathwork in 1992? And who some of your master teachers have been that have supported you to maintain this beautiful practice? Oh, wow. Um, so in 1992, I was at a Christmas party, and this young lady came in, a coworker of mine's sister, and she was just really, really happy. And as we got talking, she said, I'd really enjoy this workshop coming up soon. And it was about breath work, and I had no idea what it was. But it had the word breath in there, and I'd been studying the breath for many years, but never heard of breath work. So, but it was her energy and the way she shined that really intrigued me because she had a hard time explaining what it was. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but, but it was the feeling that guided me there, like an intuitive feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up going to this workshop and I wouldn't trade the experience for anything in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so if someone was to ask you that question, so James, what is breath work? Well when I my definition of breath work is slightly different from some other definitions, but I kinda it's a whole body experience for one. But I, I define breath work as a phenomenally mind-altering aerobic conscious breathing exercise designed to help you understand and heal yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and spiritually. That's my definition. So there are other definitions out there. I am part of the International Breathwork Foundation, and they have two different definitions, one for conscious breathing and that is the practice of breathing with awareness, intention, and intention to inner experience in the present moment. And then they define breath work as a dynamic body-mind practice using conscious breathing techniques for enhanced health, well-being, and personal transformation. So there's a couple different definitions there. Okay, so would you like to go back and reread your definition because there's a lot in it, and I'd just like us to just breathe that in and to just kind of... I, I always ask if you'd like to hear it repeated again slowly because yes. <laughs> there is a lot there. So breathwork is a phenomenally mind-altering, aerobic, conscious breathing exercise or practice designed to help you understand and heal yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and spiritually. So that's, that's a mouthful. That's a mindful. It's, and I like to play with it. But it, one of the key words is phenomenal because the experience can be from I don't get it to, oh, my goodness, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so, so any response is, is fine because when we're, we're engaging with something new and something that takes us beyond – our mind concepts and it takes us into the body it expands our sense of knowing and it takes us into the unknown well yeah the unknown i said the unknown or the forgotten mm-hmm. because we're we are all spirit so it brings us back to our truth is one of the ways i say it and and what we truly are versus what we're kind of if you will what we're wearing right now and <laughs> being a body being here on earth and our name, the whole thing, we, we have taken that upon our spirit. Mm-hmm. And breath work has a way of revealing that 
in a personal experience that is, to me, for myself, is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I say about breathwork is it's an umbrella word for many different breathing practices, from rebirthing, transformational, holotropic, all the way to qigong and pranayama out of yoga. So there's the word is becoming familiar in the cultural consciousness, but there isn't that much experience under the word once you start asking people if they have experienced breath work. Mm-hmm. They have, they have a, an idea of what it is because they might have done a minute or two in a yoga class and they think pranayama is breath work. And I, I, I'm like, it's part of the breath. It's part of breath work. It's not the whole thing. So it's not just a couple minutes in a yoga class. It's you got to imagine some breath sessions go from one to three hours. So you're looking at at least an hour of conscious breathing, conscious connected breaths. Mm-hmm. whole new experience and the yogis have to admit when they actually have this experience they go oh yeah <laughs> um, that's breath work and I, I have a I have a workshop that I have titled pranayama and breath work that I introduce to the yoga teachers and up-and-coming yoga teachers and they're in some trainings out here in California so what from your experience have you identified as being different to that because you're you're right is that most people get to have that experience of being aware consciously of their breath through going to a yoga session or going to a meditation and that's the starting point to take ourselves into our beingness of our heart mind you know body spirit so um how would you express that to someone who is really wanting to know experientially what they would recognize that was different to just having that as part of a yoga session or meditation? Well, it's the conscious connected breaths. It's a seamless breath. There's no pause. And in a yoga practice, you're usually doing it to a count or a set where you do so many breaths and then you stop. And then you take a break and you come back to it. Whereas breath work, you just keep going. And there's a point where you naturally stop or you'll have something come up for you. Part of the phenomena could be physical, mental, emotional, can stir up out of the subconscious. And it has, gives you an opportunity to integrate that and, and have a different viewpoint on that past experience, if that's what it was, or this insight and that you can incorporate into your life from here forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the difference in what I hear in the West in yoga. I find it to be a very physical practice guided towards stress reduction, as far as the pranayama side of breath work goes. Mm-hmm. Where as breath work goes deeper into more of a spiritual connection or emotional mental healing sometimes physical too i have good stories so it's it it's an amazing practice that is i believe everybody should at least know about it if not have the experience Mm -hmm. and so is this something that you know because we need to reconnect to our hearts (laughs) if there was any time that we need to you know um come from our hearts and speak from our hearts and move from our hearts is it something that calls us back 
to our hearts. I, yes, I find the heart to be, if, if, and this is kind of, so we go into the chakra system and we look at, look at the, I look at the base and the, the crown chakra, if you will. And, and I kind of work from there towards the heart. And it's kind of like this big onion. As you get clearer in each of these fields, you get closer and closer to the heart. And then I look at the heart as the human heart, as a yin-yang of the heart. There's the side we want everybody to see aren't how lovely we are. And then there's the side that we don't want them to see, but it's still part of our heart. How hurt we've been, where we've been, what kind of hurts we've done, if we haven't forgiven ourselves, if we haven't incorporated it, if we haven't recognized our humanness for what it is, the dark side of it. And then once we balance that out and neutralize all those pieces of ourselves and that ties to our ego, we can go beyond that into the real true spirit of the heart, into the unconditional love that's that's right in the middle of our being. This mm. of unconditional love. And we have we are capable and we have the potential to live from this place. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. <laughs> Yes, it takes it takes commitment and it takes a sincere. Um, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's a discipline. Yes, yes, and, and it's, it's like anything. It's not. It requires discipline and it requires a focus and attention. And it's not like sound bites. Like we we're so being conditioned through technology to just want quick fixes and. And to just have instant gratification, and any practice that is um, developed and committed to takes us deeper and deeper into the infinite limitlessness of the self, and meeting ourselves in that re-remembering and in the unknown. So, is that what you found through your practice of um, breath work, James? Yes, I, I have gone past I've gone beyond my name with breathwork where I don't even remember basically how I've been identified in this life and back into my spirit if you will to the my true essence and then I can redefine myself from that place it's not the easiest place to access but it's doesn't have to be all that difficult either it's a willing of surrendering and trusting life or trusting the divine intelligence if you will if you want to use the word god (laughs) let's just go there and and you know having that trust but there's these our culture is something else and how much we've been affected by it Mm. so the answer is yes you can make that connection absolutely well, that's what we are, and we are always connected. It's just that we forget, and we just have layering and layering of conditioning. And, and you know, in the Bible it talks about men's hearts failing them for fear, and when we kind of armor ourselves up, we, we kind of um, we armor in the goodness as well and the grace that's available to us in that space. And it's that grace and that goodness that enables us to meet those aspects within ourselves of resentment, jealousy, hostility, um, you know, feeling left out or rejected or um, feeling shamed and, 
you know, there's so much of that happening on the planet right now. Is it's like we're we're really seeing um, the whole totality of what's been there, and some of the stuff we can embrace, and some of the stuff we want to run away and hide from, or rally against and become defiant with. So, um, what I'm hearing you say is, and from my own experience, is the breath opens us up into that space and place of that grace descending upon us and around us and that enables us to meet that from a place of um, gentle allowing and kindness and forgiveness. Absolutely. And forgiveness is, is one of the biggest pieces of it. Forgiving yourself is really a big key. Not so much I mean, forgiving others is wonderful, but if you haven't forgiven yourself, it, mm. it's it's that's a big key. And a lot of us don't even realize some of the burdens we carry around. And the breath can can help you recognize those pieces of yourself. I've been surprised. And as a breath worker, my ego has found defenses against breath work, and I find it very interesting <laughs> how how. Tricky the ego can be. <clears throat> and I love being surprised by different breathing patterns and how they can bring up different elements of my subconscious. Mm. Mm. So I, I recommend breathing one way or another, consciously connected for a minimum of 45 minutes because that's where the magic happens. Seems to be the 45-minute mark. That's where the runner's high is. It doesn't matter how fast you run how long you run, how far you run. <clears throat> but as long as you run for 45 minutes, you can get that euphoria of going, oh, I ran. <laughs> and they, they call it the runner's high. If you breathe for 45 minutes, that's when things start to kind of dissolve all the defenses and pieces of yourself, ego, body, defenses, start to relax and really let go. And, and – and then other pieces of yourself can be revealed in that moment, in that time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's faster. Sometimes it takes a couple sessions to get yourself to relax. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, it, is a, it is a trusting ourselves and trusting life to hold us within yep. the practice. And just because we don't know where it's going to take us. It takes us wherever it takes us and we don't have control of that. And um, and that's one thing that human beings like to feel that they have is, is control, which we don't, and we're waking up more and more to seeing how we don't and, yes. and letting go that control of what we feel has kept us safe and secure um, can't give us that. And so maybe we could just allow life to um, show us where our safety and security really lies and that's in knowing the truth of who and what we really are and the abundance and the delight and the life and the light and the creativity and the inspiration that lies within that. So, yeah. James, um, you've written this beautiful book and it's a beautiful, practical, inspired work of 13 Breasts of Freedom and Introduction to Breathwork. So can you share what it was that inspired you to write that in 2011? Um, <laughs> there's a couple things. One, I was, I, well, 
I was writing my memoirs, and one of the publishers said, "Look, you know, seem to know a lot about know a lot about breath work. Why don't you write a book on breath?" And I said, "All right, all right, all right, all right." So there's that. Then I was flying on a plane back and forth across the country here in the states, and on the way to, I sit next to a lady, we're chatting, and she says, "You should write a book." And I smile, kind of roll my eyes up to the heavens, if you will. Said, "I heard that." <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then um, on the way back, same thing happened. It's like you should write a book. So I started writing my private practice, and what I it is also a workshop. And so I just kind of basically wrote down what I did privately for years as my own guinea pig, and applying this practice to thirteen breaths that are within the book or thirteen inspirations. So there's there's four breathing styles within the book. Um, there's a circular breath at the beginning. Something, the, the first three inspirations are: I love my body, I love my mind, and I love my heart. Mm-hmm. And if you're okay with those, and that feels all right with you, and you resonate with those words, if you can say it out loud and you hear your voice, it'll let you know if you're truly okay with that mm. by your by your tone. And so then you move along, and the next three are you start to relax the body down. And you start to do a, a very in and out breath. And it's it's a nice, smooth, easy breath. It, I like to say it's similar to a transformational breath. And and then it's about keys are relaxing the jaw and the perineum and really getting the body relaxed, the eyes, the everything. Just try everything but what it takes to stop, except for what it takes to breathe, excuse me. So then, and then is my mind at peace? My And that would be the next affirmation or intention my mind is at peace and then my heart is open we start to open the heart and if we have a peaceful mind and a relaxed body our heart can feel safe and it's about set and setting too having a place where you feel very comfortable either by yourself or with whomever you're breathing with that the setting setting is key to be to have that place where you can really surrender and trust Mm. So then we start picking up the breath and, and we, you know, with I am alive is the intention. I am focused and I am connected. And then we're picking up the pace of the breath, breathing in fuller and further up into the chest underneath the clavicles or the collarbones. Nice full chest. You start to feel your spine oscillate from the hips, making like a little wave. So you start feeling these things. These These little cues are not in my book, by the way. And... And then we speed up the breath even faster, where we don't even think about how we're breathing, where it's going. We get it completely out of our head, and we just breathe. And then it's the totality of those first nine is I love myself. And then that's the inner. Then the outer is I love my life. What's being reflected back to me is can I, I love everything that's my reflection right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, so thank you. And it's so have that and then to recognize beyond that is i am love going back deep into the heart into that place where we're connected and inside of that love is i am the true connection of the spirit however undefinable that is those two words i am the fact that we exist (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we're here is is undeniable this if you really step back and pause, take a long, slow breath and look at life, it's really magical when mm. we're not caught up in the rush of everything that we feel needs to be done. Mm. So those those are my that's my book. And and 
it inspired me because I recognized this is what I was doing for myself. And I would do this as I got it down and I practiced. You have to understand I practiced for years before I dialed it down to 13 breaths on a personal note. I could actually alter myself in 13 breaths. And that's how the title came about. And I like to say that I'm working on, I want to get it down to one breath where I can alter myself and just change with one or just consciously change without even needing the breath to, to wake up a piece of myself that I need you now, please step forward <laughs> and, and be present with me now. Okay. Thank you very much. Now I got to go pay the bills. Let me put my feet back down on the ground <laughs> and turn that off for a moment so I can function in this world. Mm-hmm. That's and the direction I'm headed. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like you're going back to how you were as a child and how you played with the breath and hold your breath and then see yourself um, still sleeping in bed, but but seeing that you were something other than the body, and um, but yet you were all connected at one and the same time. And so more than anything now, James, we need practices that not able not only enable us to connect to our hearts and expand our whole being, but to still stay deeply grounded so we can rise and meet whatever is coming to us in the moment from that place of deep trust within that groundedness, within that safety of being held by life and being one with life. And I am the breath of life everywhere. So have you experienced that within your practice and through meeting the challenges that life has brought to you, has that been your experience? Oh yeah, Sandy, it's 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 been amazing. You get a, I've been doing conscious breathing exercises since since um, I believe it was eighty four before my second child was born. Um, I, I've there's there's so many stories, but um, I've connected to the oneness of everything. Um, breathing on the beach one day out here. It's actually at Torrey Pines. And in the, in the afternoon, and I, after my breathing, I did basically the 13 breaths I work on. It's not always 13. It might be 17, 19, 20 sometimes, whatever. But once I get a certain feeling, then I hold my breath, and then I surrender and I allow. I just exhale and, and just surrender everything. And in that moment, I connected – I became, it's, it's not so much I connected as I became everything about me, around me. I became the beach. I became the people behind me. I became the ocean, the sky, the seagulls. It was, I know if I heard somebody else saying this, I'd be nodding my head <laughs> going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this oneness, oneness experience, it's all mine, my very personal experience. Um, and I, I can't. These are moments I cannot forget. I will not forget. So um, there's other stories I have that about healing and things like that with the breath too. They're very – It's this breath can be applied in so many places in your life. So it's a beautiful practice. Mm-hmm. So hold that thought, oh, yeah. lovers, because we, it's time to take a break now, lovelies. So this is Sandy Goldstone, and my guest is the beautiful James Beard. And you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show, Sounds of the Heart, and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone. For more information or to receive this special offer, email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the Seventh Wave channel of Voice America. And I'm your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my guest, James Beard. Now, as we went to the break, James, we were talking about um, your experience with the breathwork and how using these exercises has guided and assisted you to meet life's challenges. So, you know, there's so much um, strife and confusion and sadness and fear and anger collectively surrounding us right now and pain. So how could we use your 13 steps and exercises to assist us to be fully open to allowing ourselves to feel this and still stay open within our hearts and to each other and ourselves from a place of openness, kindness and love? Well, it's, it's a matter of, of doing the exercise. I mean, we could talk about these things all day long, but just to stop, pause, take a moment, find yourself a place to sit down and consciously breathe. It doesn't have to be my exercise per se, but to consciously breathe. That's to take that moment. And if you're sad, to truly go into the sadness and feel it and really engage in the sadness. What does it feel like? Are you expressing it completely? Are you letting it all out? Or are you holding back some? Because I personally believe in complete expression and we hold back a lot of our emotions for fear of what others may think or something along those lines or what we've been taught or conditioned. But to really go into the feeling, explore it, 
recognize it for what it is, let it out, let it be expressed, and let it go. Mm. Mm. And it's taking responsibility for that and just seeing it as energy in motion Um, because when we can take responsibility for that and just see it as, you know, like some visitor like Rumi talks about, these are just guests that are visiting our house at this moment and they're actually clearing the way for something beautiful and wondrous and miraculous to reveal itself that we've lost sight of. And so, and then it stops us from wanting to project it out and wanting to blame and have someone be responsible and to um, project our unmet um, feelings onto such as sadness and pain and anguish and, and fear. So do you have an exercise or could you share an exercise with us that would kind of give us that embodied experience of connecting us to the purity and innocence of our hearts, James? Well, this once again, taking the time right now, let's just, if, if you can imagine breathing circularly around your body, your torso, creating a circle of breath that goes around your head, down your back, around your pelvic floor, and back up your belly, your heart, and all the way up into your upper chest, this nice circular breath. If you can do that over and over again and really stay focused on it and allow yourself to open up to another feeling of love, this deeperness. If you need to have a trigger, think of something that you love. Bring in that feeling and then allow it to expand from there. That's how I would guide this exercise. And the other thing is from there, start relaxing your body. Scan your body. Are you holding tension anywhere? Check the glutes. Check your feet, your calves, your shoulders. Can they relax down a little bit? Can you relax your jaw a little bit? Can you let your eyes soften? You know, wherever you may be holding some tension, except for what it stay, takes to connect with the breath. Stay connected with the breath. In, circular, around, down, and up. And letting go of the breath on an exhale like you did at the beginning. <sighs> with a little sigh, a ha, or a ha. Ah. If, so if, and if that's not working for you, it's too slow, speed up the breath. You can purse your lips, it sounds like this. <sighs> Drawing the air across your teeth and then letting go. <sighs> Just letting go. Right, three or four of those with me. You ready? Here we go. We're going to exhale. And now inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. How do you feel? Feel your body right now. The sensations. Witness your mind. 
Feel the openness. And you smile just slightly, feel that expand even more. It's that simple. That was, you know, a minute maybe, 30 seconds of some conscious breathing. You can feel this rush of energy start to come in. Just continue doing a practice like that and then allow yourself to have a moment of stillness, of quietness after your session, after breathing. Allow yourself to just be still. No effort on the breath, nothing. Just be still, be quiet. It like takes you right into true meditation, into a place of connectedness instead of separateness. It reconnects us to the essence of life, whatever you want to call that. For me, it's hard to define these days. So it's a simple practice, but it needs to be done. I recommend practicing daily. When I developed my 13 breaths, it's, it was a daily practice that I did what I considered breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did it before I ate. I would, I would sneak away if I needed to, find myself a space, because I could do it in a few minutes just to alter myself. And when I say alter myself, lift my energy raise my vibration some, shake off some of the day, alleviate the stress on my shoulders of the day that I had. Just let it go with this type of breathing, this really powerful breath. You can go from slow to fast or pick somewhere in there that works best for you. And that's what I've done. And that's a little short exercise right here, right now. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, James. It's, it's so amazing how quickly it just calms everything down and just but expands everything at the same time and, and has this sense of deep aliveness and um, and there's all this warmth and surging through the body and this tingling and and yet I feel cold in some parts of my body and but there's this whole energetic field that's been awakened just through that that um, focused, um, conscious breathing. Yes, right there is where you can see why the word phenomena. You mentioned several things from cold, the vibrations, the expansion. So that phenomena is just across the board from left to right, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> mm. all, all kinds of things can come up. The energy is what I was always after. And I applied this back in the day to my, my business when I was an electrical contractor, took it to another level of contracting, and it was the intentions I used. I didn't use specifically the ones I had in the book, but I did intention breathing of what I wanted my business to accomplish for myself. And it was to make more money in less time so I could do what I really want to do, and that is teach breath work. And here I am. <laughs> and here you are, James, and it's beautiful to have you with us today. So in what ways does the 13-step practice put us in touch with being? I am the breath of life everywhere. Because the things that are creating the most distortions and the most pain and suffering is that false sense of believing that we are not connected with life everywhere, that we are not one with it, that we are separate from it in some way. So how have you embodied and how have you experienced that through putting these 13-step practice into place of being I am the breath of life everywhere? 
That's how have I? I, I, I practice it daily. That's what it, what the answer is. It's about doing it daily in our culture, especially here in the States. I always joke about, you know, the drive through and that we want it that quick. And this isn't a drive through. This is, this is doing the work daily. It's about, if you really want to wake yourself up and make this connection to what you truly are, practice daily. Find, create the time, create the space, create a place in your house, your, your space, wherever it may be, that you can lay down, sit down, and do some breathing where you will not be disrupted for a little while. And, and it's about creating the space for yourself and taking the time for yourself to do the practice. It's about the practice. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It's, it's not about reading any more things. It's about finally going, okay, this is what, for myself, this is what works and this is what I do. I rarely read anything these days. I do the practice and I wait for the insights to come as to where, which way my day is going to go. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, probably it's like what in your 13-step practice has enabled you to put you in touch with being I am the breath of life everywhere. Because you use the word what put me in practice, and then I can say I did. So, and the breath itself, and it's me doing the practice. It it wasn't, it was me saying yes to the young lady that said, you would love this. I I have no idea how to describe it to you, but you should come to this workshop. And I did. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Oh, let me share this. In that workshop, I believe I had a kundalini experience, and that's that dormant energy hidden in the first chakra for those Mm. that have heard of it. And if you haven't heard of chakras, you might want to have to look that one up. So when I came out of that experience, I didn't know my name. I didn't know where I was or anything like that. I came through this brilliant white light, and slowly the room came into focus. And slowly I went, oh, yeah, my name's James. I'm a father. I have three kids and a wife at home, and I and I'm, I go to this job, and I started putting myself back together. What I didn't put back in there was the anger and the fear and the resentment that I had been holding for decades, if you will, at the time. And it was gone. Some people didn't even recognize me after I came out of that workshop. Mm-hmm. My two old kids looked at me like something's wrong with dad. They weren't quite sure. And their mother was the same way. But my one-year-old understood. And I got the feeling she wanted a hug. So I picked her up to give her a hug. And she pushed me away. And I looked at her. And I'm trying to talk to the other three and, and let share this ex- beautiful experience I had. So then I feel her hugging. So I, my, my youngest, again, one-year-old, so I squatted down to her level to give her a hug, and she's like, mm, pushes me away. And I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And I'm talking to the other two, and I go, oh, she wants to give me a hug. And I stood in front of her as her equal, and she came up to me, and she wrapped her little arms around my knees and laid her, her side of her face into my thighs and squeezed me. And when she did that, she, I got the words in my mind, like telepathically, if you will, I understand where you are because I'm there too. She was one. She was still connected. She hadn't been conditioned and hadn't forgotten yet. And she was giving me a hug for making it back to that place. Mm-hmm. It was 
so beautiful. Mm. So amazing. That beautiful recognition, and and that's the opportunity that we get to recognise that in each and every moment when we bring ourselves to be consciously aware of our breathing. It brings us back into our hearts, into our whole being, and it sees us, shows us that in spirit, we are inspired in spirit through the breath. That is what the breath means, in spirit. And that's where inspiration comes from. And just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And that's what we need to remember within ourselves is that innocence and that that um, purity is never lost. And that's what we feel has been lost. And I feel that's what's so beautiful about your book is that it really brings us back into that deep knowing of that purity and that innocence and that, you know, breathing in, I receive the peace I am. Breathing out, I receive the love I am. Absolutely. I love that. The, the other thing, I went into the workshop and I gave it everything I got. I did not hold back. When I, went in, when I go into a breath session... I give it everything I got. That's the other thing. If you're going in there half-hearted, well, then that might be what you get in return. When you give wholeheartedly and you give it everything you got, well, then that's what you should expect in return. And the other thing is not to have any expectations at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another thing that we need to learn to let go of is, is um, having expectations because that's another way in which we look for security and we're trying to control something or ourselves or the experience and we know that life is not able to be controlled and that's the beauty and the gift and the delight of it and the magic and the mystery. So, James, are the book, is your book and exercises suitable for everyone? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can find it. You can find it on the internet through um, Create Space, Amazon, Smashwords, uh, as as the book itself and and eBooks also. So you can pretty much get it right now. Um, and it walks you or reads you through it um, as you do it, and it gives you a little bit of my backstory. And, and I I read it again now and then too. It's it's <laughs> just to remind myself. Um, and that I wrote this, and some of the things in there, it, it even triggers me to this day that that what amazing beings we are and what what's inside of us. Yes. So, so you can find it there. There's links on my website, james-beard.com. And, um, and if you see me out on the streets, I might have one in my backpack. So. <laughs> <laughs> so are you currently teaching any classes anywhere, James? Or do you travel? Like how would people be able to come and experience your work? Well, I do teach out here at the International College of Holistic Studies. I teach an introduction to breathwork and meditation class. It's at a massage school. I teach at the School of Healing Hands. we got a class up in Laguna coming up in August. So I teach up there. It's just titled Conscious Breathing. Um, I got a workshop coming up in La Jolla on the 11th of September, the Pranayama and Breathwork. And I'm always, I get called here and there to travel and teach workshops. Um, recently got approved to teach breathwork to massage therapists in New York. 
So apparently that's a really big step that New York's really tight on who gets approval and who doesn't. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy about that. Um, so and I've been around the world. I'm not afraid to travel. And uh, But I also feel like I've been grounded right here in San Diego. There will be more workshops coming up here in San Diego right and that you guys can come to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in your classes, do you specifically teach the 13-step practice that's um, outlined in your book? Yes, there's a there is a workbook and there is a DVD out there. Um, and if you go to the AHA website, uh, American Hypnotherapy Association, there's a link, or you can contact them for a link to do the workshop through their website there. Um, and if you do contact me personally, I might be able to get you a copy of the DVD. So we'll see how that works out. we got to work on um, getting that out there a little bit better. Yeah, and I just want to read one of the, um, the endorsements on the back of your book um, from Edward Colley, who's a Master of Arts and has an MA in counselling. And um, he says, I will never be the same. I was hesitant to do breath work because it was new and unknown to me. James's professional manner and confident presence enabled me to enter into and release anger and fear that I had held my whole life. I also felt loved and held in sacred space, a quality I don't often associate with therapeutic work. The combination of guided breathing, evocative music and James's presence was truly a life-altering experience. I am deeply grateful. Yeah, that's Edward. He's from Canada. That was from the... Wow, 2002 or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought he was going to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> but he made it through to the other side, and it was – we went from um, – we thought it would be a little hour practice. We didn't finish till about three hours later once processing and integration. It was, it was a very beautiful moment in both our lives at that time, and the hold space for him was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what has been your most profound experience of healing for within yourself around your well, practice? I, I, I knock on a physical level, there's an emotional level all across the board. I've grown so much and matured so much. On a physical level, I knocked one of my front teeth back into my mouth, basically. And the dentist said the nerve's disconnected and, and it's going to die and turn brown. And all that. And I said, no, I'm going to heal it. And she says, no, you don't understand. And I said, no, you don't understand. And we went back and forth. And I finally <laughs> and, and so the next day it started turning brown. And I went to, to, uh, to back to the dentist going, all right, you were right. And they said, well, and they started flipping their, their book as, you know, the appointment book. And started flipping pages. Well, we can't get you in for 30 days. And I felt that they wanted to embarrass me. So I said, oh, I got 30 days to heal myself then and turn around and walked out. Anyhow, long story short, I was doing the microcosmic orbit breath, the circular breath. And one moment, one night, it started going the other direction that I was not guiding it with my mind. It started going the other direction on its own. I surrendered. Surrendering is key. And I felt it go around. I heard this little, this little tick and I felt my tooth. I've just felt it in that moment. I was healed. The next moment, I woke. The next morning, I woke up. My tooth was white. I smiled. My kids were like, 
speechless. Their mother was speechless. The dentist was speechless, and so were a lot of my friends. And nobody asked me how I did it. Wow. With the breath, with my intention, and believing that it's possible. And that's that, it. That it's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> I did all the work, all the visualization, all the breathing, pushing on the tooth, imagination, the whole bit. I did everything I knew to use to make to make this a reality and it's a reality the tooth is what it is to this day and I have the record of being scheduled for the tooth removal on the bridge and having the pink goo put in it and put it back in place and I canceled on it. But I asked for the records so I could have this story. I didn't know I was going to teach at the time. I was doing my private practice back then, quietly, <laughs> making sure it all worked. Okay. Oh, so thank you so much for sharing that. And it's really inspiring and shows us what's possible. Um, yeah. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you so much for being interested in this work. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. And so thank you, lovelies, for your heart's loving presence and for gifting yourself with listening to James Baird. Share his practical wisdom and experiential insight of how it is possible for us to connect with the purity and innocence of our hearts and have an embodied sense of I am the breath of life everywhere when we cultivate a practice of conscious breathing. Next week, my guest, Lisa Raphael, will be returning to share further on her inspirational and courageous now adventure of I am living a life not yet invented. Till our hearts join together as one again next week. I send you much love and blessings from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now. Love, joy and peace. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart, Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.